The prolonged conflicts in northeastern Nigeria has caused significant displacements of people from their ancestral homes. It has also disrupted food production and caused loss of livelihood opportunities for many people. In Borno State, for example, over 2 million people were forced to abandon their communities and relocate to garrison towns such as Bama, Mongono, and Meduguri. Humanitarian actors project that more than 8 million people are in need of humanitarian assistance and protection in 2022 alone. Data from the United Nations also says that over 4 million people are projected to be in high acute food insecurity in Adamawa, Borno, and Yobe states. Acute malnutrition has also soared from affecting 1.4 million children to 1.7 million in the last year according to nutrition specialists. The crisis has been aggravated by the inability of displaced persons and residents of garrison towns to access sufficient agricultural resources. Hello, welcome to The Crisis Room, a podcast from Humanago. I am Hawa Shafi Inuhu, standing in for Maryam Mustafa. In this podcast, we look at crisis trends across the country, and answer the tough questions around them. This week, I am here with my colleagues Motela Abdullahi and Abdul Karim Haruna. Thank you, Hawa. Today, we'll be discussing how the insurgency continues to affect food production under Marburno and Yobi State, causing socioeconomic losses, high levels of acute food insecurity and malnutrition. We'll also look at measures to respond to the crisis and improve living conditions of both displaced people and communities. What the displacement crisis in the Northeast and the high security risks means is that the food production and livelihood situation in the region is affected because it prevents people from uh, accessing agricultural resources for fishing, farming and, you know, animal production. And fishing and farming have always been the main occupation of people living in places like Mongunu and Bama of Borno State, and just generally in rural Borno States, in fact. Now, the influx of displaced persons is also placing an additional burden on host communities who already face limited access to land and other resources because now they have to share these limited resources with other people. Another factor contributing to the situation is also the inability of people to just go beyond the trenches surrounding garrison towns. That's actually accurate. The limitations around the availability of resources in garrison towns is a contributing factor to the high dependence on humanitarian assistance. Sadly, the humanitarian organizations in the region are also struggling to raise badly needed funds required to provide sufficient aid. As of March 31st, donors provided 1.2% of the total 22 humanitarian response funding requirements for the region. The UN and its partner had appealed for $1.1 billion to provide uh, this need. While garrison towns hosting displaced people lack access to adequate agricultural resources, hinterland communities under the control of insurgents tend to have abundance of these resources. Yeah, and this explains why some individuals end up living for these areas or traveling to these areas to engage in livelihood opportunities, activities, despite the presence of insurgents. And that is always a terrible idea for obvious reasons. 
For instance, the lack of food and access to basic means of livelihood has made hundreds of people flee their camp, their internally displaced persons camp in Bama, in central Borno, to locations controlled by the Islamic State West Africa province. Because the first human instinct is towards survival. And so humans will always seek out means of survival in any ways possible. And so you see them continuously moving to these areas, even though they are under the control of insurgents. To provide more insights into the hunger crisis is Abdul Karim Haruna, Human Angles Lecture Editor. So his thoughts on the food crisis in the region are what we will be hearing now. The food crisis situation in northeast Nigeria, particularly in Borno State, is really an issue to be worried about. And more than ever before, people in communities around Lake Chad are faced with life-threatening food shortages, largely due to the activities of insurgents that limit their access to farmland and hinterland waters. Recently, the Borno State government has to embark on massive distribution of food within the township of Maiduguri for the non-IDP residents in order to address the issue of hunger. In many of the IDB camps, inmates, especially the women and girls, have to exchange their bodies for food or cash. We've had situations where heads of families will go for days without food. In some deep rich locations, IDPs had to subject themselves to feeding on wild grasses to survive. We have, we have published on a report on how IDPs that were held in territories controlled by terrorists had to choose between starvation mm -hmm. and paying taxes to them. Terrorists are taking advantage of the abundant resources growing wild due to years of desertion to win hungry IDPs to their side. For example, Boko Haram has harvested food crops like ta tamarind and zobo, hibiscus shafarida, leaves in, in large quantities which they exchange for services offered by the IDPs or in exchange for things like mobile phone, call card, EDC. So that, that's just the situation uh, here and it's really very, very serious and life-threatening. What's clear is that addressing the food crisis and malnutrition weeks is very important. The state government and humanitarian organizations are providing different degrees of support to facilitate dry and rainy season farming. However, sustainable improvement in living conditions and livelihood would be influenced by the ability of security forces to actually secure hinterland areas and pave the way for state presence as well as exploitation of agricultural resources and restoration of the local economy in the region. This is an episode of Human Angle Crisis Room. Thank you for listening. I am Hawa Shafi Nuhu. Join in next week for another episode. Members of our production team are Motala Abdullahi, Tracy Allen Ezechuku, and Anthony Asemota. The executive producer is Ahmad Salkida. <laughs>